Hello everybody, uh, welcome back to uh, another episode of uh, the Simply Not Good Enough podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Gracie, and with me, as always, Kyle Finn. Great to be here. <laughs> oh yes, so uh, we've, uh, literally uh, it's 20 past four on uh, sun- Sunday, the, the match has just finished. Um, Manchester United have won their eighth consecutive away game for the first time in their history against Southampton. 3-2, initially trailing, 2-0 down. Um, somehow we came back to win that so let's get straight into it what, what, what did you make of the game Kat? well it was a real roller coaster ride that one <laughs> <laughs> it really was <laughs> we were we were kind of like messaging through it and stuff and like we were really kind of defeatist like halfway through like oh this is it we're done you know having, you know. but somehow we turned it around yeah I think at half time uh, the Oli Out tweets were at the ready but <laughs> but, but uh I think uh, Cavani changed the game. For once, Solskjaer actually made a sub- substitution at half-time, and it worked. It was very astute of him. Uh, Jerry say uh, astute Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Nah, it just doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work the same as... Uh, astute, uh, astute Hasenhutl. <laughs> you know. well, I thought we were going to get done by Astute Hasenhutl, but in the end, we, we done him. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly did, yeah. Cavani, uh, I think he scored two goals, obviously, but I think he, didn't he also assist uh, Bruno's goal as well? He did, yeah. Unbelievable. What a fantastic performance out of him. And I have him in my fantasy team as well. <laughs> do you? Fair play. <laughs> will, we, will we dive into the player ratings, or do you want to talk a bit more about the match? Well, the match was just, as I said, a real roller coaster. We thought, I just thought, we actually started really well, and Greenwood missed a couple of chances, which is unlike him. And then we were punished from set pieces. We know that James Ward-Prowse is deadly from free kicks and corners. And, and again, it proved to be the case today. But I thought De Gea should have done better again, with, like like in midweek. He got a hand to it and didn't keep it out. I mean, I'm sure he would have been studying videos of Ward-Prowse. And he would have known to maybe step a bit further to his right. Because that's what was the likely corner that he was going to shoot for. And... Uh, he should have done better there, and he injured himself in the process, and and he might have lost his if he's out for a while. And Henderson plays well; that that could be him losing his number one spot. And, uh, yeah, Southampton. We we did typically we, when we conceded a goal, we went to pieces then. Showed it, and I was concerned that it was a a case of this team having a weak mentality. You no. Know, not been able to recover from a setback, but thankfully uh, the half-time substitution of Cavani coming on for Greenwood completely changed the game. I thought, even apart from the goals and the assist, he was absolutely magnificent, and he was running around chasing defenders down, and it just he he, he could not have been any better than what he was. <laughs> uh, f- yeah, Fernandez, I thought it was going to have a stinker because when we always takes risks with his he's always looking to make things happen and he does get the ball away a lot because he's taking risks but nothing was coming off for him today but in the second half once he scored that goal then things started to happen for him again at one point she went from accepting the fact that we're going to lose to hoping to get a draw then getting in a position of, of being level and then hoping to get a winner and then getting the winner it was just a real <laughs> roller coaster <laughs> it really was went through all the emotions didn't we <laughs> it was a oh, 
funny we were in the bar for that one. I mean, the sheer elation at the three two would have been would have been, would have been going absolutely insane. <laughs> I, I might have broke my ankle cheering for that one. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that's a, a backstory for our listeners. I once uh, fractured my ankle. Uh, celebrating uh, Manchester United win the game. So <laughs> when Wayne Rooney scored the famous head kick against Man City, <laughs> if ever there was a goal worthy of breaking your ankle for, I think that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was the one. <laughs> oh, it certainly was. Uh, but you know, uh, like I feel like United, you know, United had a lot of chances in the first half. So if it, I don't think we, I don't think we necessarily played bad. We just weren't making the most of our chances. Mason Greenwood could have been finishing better. I think uh, Rashford had a few chances where I thought maybe. Uh, he should have did better as well. I don't think we were doing too bad. We just weren't being clinical enough. But obviously, uh, Addison Cavani came on and he was exactly what we needed. Yeah, if we hadn't got the three points, uh, what we would have been saying is it was actually a good performance. We just we should have came away for the win and didn't. We wouldn't have been slating the performance. We would have been happy with the performance, just frustrated that we didn't turn into three points. But thankfully, we did in the end. We don't have to complain about that. Uh, yeah, I'm just absolutely ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> what, 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 a, what a match. Well, you know, it's just a, the, the, the run of away games uh, uh, just it continues. I think uh, Manchester United are the first side in uh, Premier League history to win four consecutive away games despite going down first in each one. That's a fact for you there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Solskjaer just keeps uh, racking up all the away day stats and records. And but if we could just play like that at home, then we'd be we'd be first in the league. Well, I, I, cert- I certainly would. I think uh, we're at the moment we're now up to seventh, but we're only five points away from the top spot with a game in hand. So think we're we're definitely a. Uh, and the game in hand is against Burnley, and I mean they're in the relegation zone and lost five 0 yesterday. I mean you'd think that would be three points, um, but we still don't have a date for that game, which is frustrating. Well, well it just goes to show that like we're we're still very much in the title race. I know that we're not. <laughs> it's a bit. Finn must be saying we're in the title race, but like uh, everything's still to play for. Where to, to be honest, in an, op- in an open season like this, where any one of maybe five or six teams could win the league we we could be in there but I think we'll come up short because of Maguire and Lindelof that's that's going to be the problem even if we're playing really well and scoring goals like today they're, them two are going to cost us at some point I think that's a di- I think in a close season like this they're going to be the difference between winning the league and not I think uh Spurs' defence and Chelsea's defence and is better than ours. They're playing each other right now, actually. That's going to be an interesting game. Hopefully oh, yeah. a, a draw will suit us there. Oh, yeah. But like, but like a 3-8 like a, a draw or something, because I've got a few fantasy players in both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, you'd be a fool not to have like uh, some in your, in your team, wouldn't you? Not like... <laughs> Son, Kean, Zayac, uh, uh, what do you call him? The centre forward for Chelsea. His name has escaped me now. Uh, Timo Warner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not often I, I know I know a, a football thing that you don't. <laughs> so it just goes to show that I've been looking at my fantasy team this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I've only had four hours sleep, so um, 
I'm uh, I'm a bit slow on today. <laughs> well, here that's good for me. It makes me look smarter than I am. Right here, we'll we'll dive into the uh, player ratings. Yep, let's do it. Uh, right, okay. Well, we'll start with uh, the goalkeeper De Gea. Obviously, he came off injured, um, so we'll maybe talk about Henderson as well later. Uh, but we'll start with De Gea. Uh, he wasn't coming for the corners, which he he. This is always the case, and that bugs me and and again with the goal the first goal he didn't come for the corner and with the free kick it was similar to midweek where he he got a hand to it and didn't keep it out so Gay gets a four for me yeah what well, wasn't his best game although I think uh, I, I don't think there, he, there's there's much he could have did with the corner but definitely with the free kick I would have expected uh, him to save that yeah it's two in a row mm, that's, that's not great because then he's under pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I think he got better as the game went on. I thought I thought he was having a bit of a stinker, but then the second half he was much better. Um, so I'll, I'll give him a six. Very good. Um, Lindelof? I don't think he had a bad game, but I don't think he had a brilliant game either. It's, it doesn't remember anything that he, that he did. Um, Six. Great. Um, Harry Maguire. Uh, again, I think he got better in the second half. Um, it's very vocal today. He was in the referee's face quite a lot, um, showing a bit of captaincy for a change. Yeah, decent enough. Like I think him. Um, Six point five. <laughs> oh yeah, you're back to the point fives. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Alex Tellers. <laughs> Uh, decent, not brilliant. Um, his his corners are, are very good. You know we're going to get goals from those, uh, especially with Cavani in the team now. Um, I think there was uh, was it Kyle Walker Peters uh, shot deflected off Tellers and hit the post. I think Tellers backed off him a wee bit there. Should have uh, been more. Well, how would you say? I started off and close him down there, but yeah, I give him a six. Uh, okay, um, Fred. Uh, gave away the free kick was led to the second goal, which uh, Roy Keane was not very happy about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously he does as usual. He gets in tackles and blocks, but again, he just doesn't. He just he's not going to be a Premier League winning midfielder like that's that's the reality I'm afraid but he's he's a hard worker and it's hard to dislike him yeah I'd give him a 6 uh, let's see if you gave this man a 6 uh, Matic it <laughs> 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 uh, wasn't as bad as last week now but there was a few mistakes and there was one in the second half that's really bugged me was it it was the ball came towards him on on the far side of the Swanton penalty area and he tried to control it and he totally missed it and went out for a throw in and I was like, Get him off <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing around that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five. Do you know what better than I thought you'd give him? <laughs> uh Donny Vanderbeek, uh, started in Premier League. First start uh, in the Premier League, sorry, yeah. Yeah, a steady game from him today. 
um, wasn't as impactful as midweek, but uh, he definitely warrants staying in the team. Uh, he's his his, his link-up play is fantastic, and I think I think from from now on we should have either Fred or McTominay as the holding midfielder, Bannerbeek as the deep line creative midfielder, and Fernandez as a number ten. That's the way we should play from now on. Uh, so Van der Beek, I give him a seven. Oh, very good, friend. Uh, okay, we'll then move on to uh, Bruno Fernandez. Uh, like I said earlier, I thought he was he was having a bit of a stinker. Everything he tried, just wasn't coming off. He was and giving the ball away a lot, and usually he, he does that. But usually things do happen for him as well, and that wasn't happening. But then when he scored, then things changed and he uh, just love his leadership skills and uh, he's always uh, at people and cheering them up and telling them off and he is the real captain of the team which is what we're for. I have to say he takes my breath away. Give him another 7.5. 7.5 has scoring so far Brian. Um, Mason Greenwood? Um, no, not a very good game for him. Uh, he squandered both his chances in the first half and he came off at half time. Um, four. Okay, uh, Rashford? Uh, another one of Rashford's roller coaster rides. I think he kind of summarised the game. <laughs> uh, it was. He just tries to do too much. Takes, takes on too many defenders instead of just passing it and making the wrong decision. Like, instead of. In the second half, he should have whipped the, the, the ball into the four corner and he tried to play in Fred. Fred Fred's not going to score. I mean, am I? Fred, 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 Fred wouldn't score if he had, if it was an open goal. <laughs> yeah, Plus, I think he, Fred, Fred was offside anyway. It was kind of. I know, it's just ridiculous trying to play in Fred there instead of shooting. Um, but he did assist the winner, so I'll have to bump him up to a six for that. Great. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll we'll go on to the subs now. I think we kind of have to talk about the subs. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Williams, we don't really need to say much about him. He didn't get much game time. But uh, Dean Henderson and uh, obviously uh, Henderson Cavani made uh, noticeable appearances. Uh, we'll start with Dean Henderson. He had very little to do in the second half. Uh, he had one shot straight at him. And he had a couple of catches to make, really. Nothing to do. Six. Okay. Uh, and then finally, Edison Cavani. <laughs> well, he was just absolutely magnificent, wasn't he, when he came on? Just uh, the cross for the first goal, fantastic. The the work rate he does, the way he chases down defenders, wins the ball back. He just he, he's so hungry. Um, the finishes were proper number nine goals. Martial doesn't score those types of goals. We we really lack someone like that in our squad. Um. Uh, it has to be a 9 out of 10. And well, a well-deserved 9 as well. He, he was fantastic. He's kind of... Uh, he, he's kind of doing exactly... We kind of brought him in for that exact reason. We kind of, to be the kind of sub that we, we could bring on and you know, could rely on him to get his goals and that's exactly what he did today. We just have to be careful with him. He's not... At his age and his recent injury record, we can't be overplaying him because then he's going to pick up a muscle tear at some point. So we just have to keep him in and out of the team and and play him once every two games because 
we can't have him playing twice a week or he's gonna he's gonna get injured at some point. So we just need to be careful with that. Uh, we were the chat was when he arrived was was he gonna be Falcao or was he gonna be Ibrahimovic? Well, at the moment it's beginning to look like Zlatan. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Touch wood. Touch wood. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, right. Well, uh, Brian, um, we've talked about the players, and let's uh, let's talk about Ali. He, 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 I think he made some good decisions at half time to bring on uh, Edison Cavani. Um, what do you think? Uh, no, I'm not, I don't want to be too critical, but he should have started Cavani. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said uh, you weren't going to be too critical. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he he made a mistake, but he rectified it, and we got the the three points. So I have to give him a seven point five. Oh, very good, very good. Um, would you would you like to see Edison Cavani start more? Um, or would you be of the opinion that maybe because I I mean I don't begrudge him for starting Mason Greenwood. I think it's good that Mason Greenwood gets gets a chance. Um, but. It, I, I don't know if I would have necessarily started Cavani. I think it, him coming on as like a, as a substitute, I think that's probably the best way we're going to get the most out of him. I don't know, over the course of 90 minutes, could could he could he do it as well, you know? Well, he was fantastic in, against Istanbul when he played 90 minutes, and I thought he deserved to start today. But, but the way he's playing at the moment, it's very, very hard to leave him out. But like I said earlier... We have to be very careful with him. He can't play every game, or he's he's going to end up tearing his hamstring because we know at his age and his recent injury record uh, is a concern. So we just we have to be very careful. So midweek, I'm sure he'll really want to play against PSG for obvious reasons, but it might not be a good idea. Maybe possibly bring him on again. Yeah, I think that might be the I'd probably. The best course of action with that one. Um, well, here uh, you, you mentioned there about the the game midweek, uh, the four one win against Istanbul. We haven't actually talked about that yet either. Um, <laughs> well, it was scintillating performance in the first half. Um, it obviously it, it it petered out a bit because of the the amount of substitutions in the second half. But um, but it was two changes from the West Brom game. Cavani came in for Mata, and Van der Beek came in for Matic, and that made a hell of a difference. Uh, Van der Beek, after that performance, deserved to start today, and he should be in the team every game now, as the deep line creator. Yeah, it was. we're within one point of qualifying now. We just need a draw out of the final two games, and that should be us through. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'd say... Uh, well, actually... <laughs> Have to really, really fuck up quite badly not to uh, make it through. Um, and then obviously uh, Bruno Fernandez, he got he got uh, the two goals and he didn't take the penalty. He gave it to Marcus Rashford instead of going for his hat trick. What did you make of that? Well, it's, it's very unselfish, um, but um, I think the in, in my personal opinion, I think the penalty taker should be the penalty taker and it should not be shared around. Um, but his first goal was absolutely phenomenal. What a hit! As Andy Gray would say, "You beauty!" <laughs> <laughs> ah, you beauty! 
So yeah, next week uh, we've got West Ham. They're currently sitting tenth in the league. You, you said before that you you wouldn't be that worried about that game, but uh, the way West Ham have been playing, would you? No, I did say I was worried about that game. It's oh it's, sorry, yes, it's the, it's the Man Cities and the, <laughs> the Spurs that would beat. Yeah, Salter tends to beat the Cities and the Chelsea's of this world, but it's West Ham and Southampton. He comes up short against, but today we beat Southampton. So if we go on and beat West Ham, possibly we could say we've turned a corner. Well, well, I mean, uh, we're away, so uh, our run of away. That's three points. That's three points. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, this is uh, your, your theory will be put to the test because we've got uh, we've got West Ham next week, and then the following week we've got uh, Man City at home. So. <laughs> Even though Salt has a great record in those games, they're always so stressful to watch. Because <laughs> Man City t- will dominate possession and we'll sit back and play them on the counter attack, and it's just going to be, yeah, you know, we're just going to be sweating for ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, although if there's anything like today's game, it'll, it'll, it'll be worth it. I don't. Man City are not that impressive this season. I know they won five 0 yesterday, but the, they they've actually got their lowest goals tally at this point in a season since. 2008 or something since the takeover event so it's very very poor start of the season for them yeah um, but I mean you can uh, you I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on that continuing I, I, you would imagine at some point City is going to get their shit together and <coughs> they're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with again yeah but I don't think it's going to be enough to win the league because uh, it really is hard to call. You know, generally, you know, there, at most there's two teams in a title race. There's Chelsea have scored against Spurs. You know, it's ruled out. <laughs> offside. <laughs> team with Werner. The ball in the net, but it's offside. Fuck's sake, who's my fancy team to? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was I saying there again? <laughs> uh, you, you, were, you were talking about uh, Man City and how uh, there's only two. Te- normally, there's only two teams in the title race. Yeah. Sometimes there's only one team in a title race, and at, at most there's two, but this time there's like five or six, genuinely. You know, sometimes you hear managers in particular saying, oh, anyone could of the top six could win the league, and they're just trying to be nice to their opponents. But generally this time, you know, it's it's really hard to call. I mean, there's so many teams in it. And I hope that we can get ourselves in there too. But like I said earlier, Maguire and Nidloff will stop us from, from winning the league. Just that's just a, a, a it's a mid table centre back partnership. And that is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't go cooking that again. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so we've we're at home to PSG on Wednesday night. Um what what are you what are you thinking for that game? Obviously we we only need one more point to, to get through, but uh, are, are you expecting much from that game? Uh, I think it'll be a, a tough game. Uh, I was trying to contain Neymar and Mbappe, who will be a challenge. But I think you play the back five and and uh, try to contain them and, and then you catch them on the break, as we did the last time. And the time before that. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we'll get the draw here and, and see ourselves safely through to the next round. 
Oh, Brian. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he, he, he starts uh, Twanzobi again because he had Mbappe in his back pocket last time, didn't he? Yeah, and Solskjaer does tend to select people based on how they played against uh, against that particular opponent. Even if that game was twelve months earlier, he he he'll, if he thinks somebody had a good game against that opponent, then he'll select them again on that basis. So there's a good chance he might come in. Well, that's looking good for Axel then, isn't it? Yeah. But then I suppose uh, it was still a relatively close game too. Obviously, we won the last the last uh, are they away fixture two one, uh, and then yeah, it'd be at home. That's the one that we would be more tend to be more worried about. Um, what uh, <clears throat> what kind of sort of scoreline would you be predicting for this one? Uh, two each. Two each. Okay. Well, here it draws all we need, so that would actually be fantastic. Yeah, and. Uh, Hopefully break Di Maria's legs. <laughs> <laughs> a joke, a joke. <laughs> I don't know if you are. <laughs> uh, Brian's okay. Um, well, you're saying two each. I'm going to. I'm going to say three, one, two. Screw it. I'm going to go Man United, <laughs> which is. Which is an absurd prediction, but you know, I, th- I feel like I'm any time I give a prediction, it seems to be two one. Two one seems to be the middle of the road kind of prediction. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say a United win three one. Well, that's very positive, but yeah, I have zero confidence in that whatsoever. But I just I thought screw it, you know, uh, off the back of a four one win against Istanbul, um, why not a three one? Well, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but then both their wins against PSG have been away from home. In in the home game that we had against PSG a couple of seasons ago, it was a disaster. I just hope hoping that doesn't happen again. Especially considering our home form this season. <laughs> I mean, it, it it does worry me. But hopefully, I think we'll just get the draw here and get over the line. Yeah, that's all we need. Because we don't want to be going into that away game with RB Leipzig needing any points because you never want to go into the last game of the group needing points uh, especially when it's a uh, it's a, a hard away game like that so you want to get it done and dusted as you know as soon as possible really if we hadn't squandered that game away to Istanbul we would have been home and hosed I know that, I, I got, and that was well, at the time, we thought probably the most winnable game. Uh, we'll, we'll have won every game, but <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was a real fucking cock up that one. Whether Dembaba was allowed to run free from his own half, or then anybody within fucking twenty yards of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fucking uh, shambolic, wasn't it? <laughs> Thirty-five rule Dembaba. Who? That's his only goal of the season so far, by the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, how the many have fallen now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Why, oh, uh, yes, Dembaba is a United hero, in fact. And, th- and this goes back to the Gerrard slip when they, Liverpool should have won the league, but Gerrard slipped and Dembaba ran through and scored, and Liverpool didn't win the league. So Dembaba will always have a wee uh, soft spot for Dembaba. <laughs> 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 uh, I love it. <laughs> Oh, brilliant! Uh, well, here, well, we get the. Uh, I'll, I'll get while we're here. I'll get your prediction for the West Ham game next weekend as well. 
Um, well, it's in a, it's, it's an away game, and we win away games. I'll go for 2-1 United. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think we're going to win that game. Uh, you Sorry, go on. David Moyes will make it very difficult. He, David Moyes is the... He's, he loves to park the bus. I mean, double-decker buses. Two double-deckers is probably what he'll do. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have to huff and puff and blow it down. And, uh, uh, but I think we'll, 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 we'll get over the line. Well, here, I, I, I'm going to make my prediction then. Um, I probably would have said 2-1, uh, but I'm now going to say 3-2, because West Ham have actually been playing quite well. I, I, I would fully believe West Ham capable of scoring two goals against us. Um, and then I, I would just hope for something similar to what happened today. So, I'm going to say 3-2. Uh, well, it might, it, it, I mean, it could happen, but very rarely would I predict 3-2, because it's... it's it just seems like an unlikely scoreline for a game, and because it's it's a goal fest, so and it's very precise. So two one, there's a lot more two ones in football than there is three twos. So that's just kind of two ones, kind of the default, kind of narrow victory. Three two is like a, it's less likely but possible. Well, tell you what, right? See next, see next weekend's podcast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna snippet this, this you saying that, and I'm gonna replay it once I'm right. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I happily take the L on this one. <laughs> uh, you said that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I predict as if I'm would win this game, and I'm now officially gonna take the L. <laughs> yeah, I just can't see two three twos in a row, but we'll see. Um, okay. At least we're at least we're predicting wins. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> make that four two. <laughs> you know, that way it's not yeah. ten row. <laughs> and it's really, I think United are probably the hardest team to predict in the league because we're so inconsistent. You just don't never. I think they said, who who was it? was it? Roy Keane said before the game, you just don't know what United is going to turn up. Uh, uh, y- yes, but I think he uh, astute Hasselhüttl uh, also said the exact same thing. I think Roy was quoting him. <laughs> you would think that was a bit that is a bit cheeky, but he's he's bang on the money here. Like he really is, you know. United uh, it can can take down anybody, but we can also lose to anybody. It's a, it's a very unique uh, position we find ourselves in. <laughs> very frustrating. If we could just, I wouldn't say we turn a corner just yet, but if we if we beat West Ham, and then we might have because these are the type of games that you have to win if you want to win the league. And we weren't doing that last season. Or at the beginning of this season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we certainly weren't. But yeah, as I say, hopefully this is uh, this is us turning the corner. And uh, Ollie stays in for a while yet. You know, league titles and Champions Leagues and European glory. It's all coming. I would like nothing more than Solinsar to be win trophies. But uh, at the moment, I'm just, I'm still in the camp of can't see it happening. But if it happens, I'll be as happy as anybody, and I'll be calling for the this the the stand to be named after him and the 
statue outside. <laughs> what would it take? What, one one European trophy and uh, one league title. Is that what, you, what your 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 expectations before he gets a, a stand after him, or would you set the bar a little bit higher? No, that would be enough. <laughs> okay. Especially considering, I think we've said this before that no, I don't think no no former player of United as certainly to my knowledge has actually been has even been the permanent manager of the club never mind actually win trophies as a player and as a manager it'd be a hell of an achievement like for him to win the two major trophies as both a player and as a manager of United that would be totally unique and worthy worthy of a statue like but that's not, that's getting that get ahead of ourselves. Remember we did this after we beat Orbelasic five 0 and then we <laughs> were brought crashing back down to earth. <laughs> oh yes, all, yeah. all aboard the hype train. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's calm ourselves, you know. <laughs> Usually when I told to be calm, I tend to go the opposite direction. <laughs> so, you know what? We're gonna beat West Ham five one. Do you know we could we we are capable of that, but we're just not clinical enough to do that. If Every chance we'd have to fall to Cavani for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I suppose that, 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 that I'll be interested to see. It, does Cavani play midweek? Because if he did, then that would obviously make it three games in a row. Um, probably starting to play him a bit too much, so maybe we might have to rest him midweek for that West Ham game. Be he, won't like, to see. he won't like missing out on the PSG game. Uh, he had to miss out on the first one because of he had to quarantine for 14 days. Um... Yeah, I'd imagine he's only going to play one of BSG or West Ham. He's not going to start both those games. Yeah, I think I'm th- yeah. I think that's sensible because of his uh, his age and his injury record. But he's a hell of a weapon to have. I mean, he totally different striker to Martial. In fact, Martial, if he's going to start, he should. He just has to be on the left now. You know, uh, everybody. We know, including ourselves, knows that Martial is not number nine, despite the fact that he wears number nine on his shirt. <laughs> he's he's a left winger, and that's that's what he is. And he should never have been played as a striker. And now, when we have a proper number nine, you you see what that looks like, and you know that Martial does not score those types of goals. He's like Cavani is is like a an older Hurricane. That's, a, that's actually a good comparison. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay, Ken, I'm going to ask you the, the question that I ask you every single week. Uh, is this good enough? 100%. <laughs> I want to see this every week. I want to see this happening in home games, not just away games. And if that happens, we're going to be champions for the 21st time. <laughs> <laughs>